Today's Mesila Isharim is Le'ilui Nishmat Avraham Ben Mazal. His Neshama shall have Aliyah, and the Zechut of the Torah, and the Zechut of the Tzedakah, the Neshama shall have Aliyah. Which grandfather is this? Avraham is Salem. Yes. And your mother's Mazal. Yeah. Named after her grandma. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So now we are about to start a fascinating piece in Mesil Sashorim, a fascinating topic over here in Perakutes, and that is the Inyan of Ahavat Hashem. So we just finished speaking about Yirat Hashem, and now we are going into Ahavat Hashem. So we start with the paragraph in the Daben Ha'ahava. We are now going to speak about the love of Hashem. Va'anafeha hem shelosha. And there's three branches. Three subcategories. Hasimcho, Hadveikus, Vehakino. So let's stop at Simcha for a second. Before we start to develop, I want to read a little bit here. You say this from Rabdan Segel, and if we have time, something from the Mechtam Eliyol. Okay? So now. So he says like this. Hasimcha ba'ashem yidbarach yidavar niflah. To have simcha in Hashem Yisborach is a major thing. Gama bechilas etzim ha'mayla v'haregeshem. Mitzal atzmoi. In and of itself. It has a tremendous mila for this hergish. Vegama bechinas is a mind kol Simcha is a foundation which all of avodas Hashem is resting on. That's why the pasuk says, "If you as Hashem b'simcha, serve Hashem with simcha." Rather, it's magdir. The essence of the avoider has to be besimcha. Just like we said by Yira, that the avoider has to be done betsura shel So too, at the same time, it has to have the tzura of simcha. Which is something we're going to talk about that how we can have them simultaneously working. Bidahilu verehimu. You know, you ever read Lushem Yehud? Bidahilu verehimu. Bidah ubahava. Together. So the simcha, which is the branch of ava, has to be in your avoid. Vigilu birada. And you should rejoice. With trepidation. So you see that the Gilu and the Ra'oda all come into one. This is a big subject, which we're going to discuss. Slowly, slowly. Good? Now, Echod mehatenaim ha'ikrim shel kol mitzvah. Ze'asimcha ba'ashem izborchum mitzvah. Ze'ma'advarim ha'gedeilim b'yoyseh. Ve'ze'gam ha'tam shenatana katuv l'chol ha'kelalot. If you look at the clothes in Devar, uh, wow, all those clothes over there, like Holocaust-like conditions. And then it says, 
תחת השלו עבדת השם אלוקיך בשמחה. Why are you getting all these punishments? Not because you didn't do the mitzvahs. You did them. But you didn't do them בשמחה. כיוון שהשמחה מעמיד אז כל המצווה, carries all the מצוות. אוקיי? I'm going to tell you what Rav Dunn says, and I'm going to say hopefully what the altar says. Okay, and then we'll get to Mechtam Elio. So he says, Lachen, Al-Af sheyesh harbeh averot sha'alehem ne'enashim, even though there are many sins that the Torah speaks about their punishments, right? K'moshinam v'tchilas ha'klolis, So is it because you didn't do B'Simcha or because you did Averis? Says Rav Don, if you would have Simcha and Avoid as Hashem, then you will be able to overcome all the challenges of the Yetzer, and you'll end up doing all the mitzvahs. That means, in other words, what he's saying is, the driving force behind your battle against the Yetzer And your ability to overcome challenges is going to be coming from Simcha, which I'm going to explain shortly. Okay? If a person would be happy having a connection with Hashem and doing His commandments, the Yetzir can't get close to Him. It's playing on a story of Esau who sold his whole eternity down the river over a bowl of lentils. Meaning Taiva was able to get him to lose everything. That's because Esau didn't understand the mile of Avoidah. Because Esau didn't know the value In the Avoidah, the Melo, the Yitzhahara was able to win him with Taiva. That's the mathematics here. Okay, Mailas Ha'in, Ha'asimchei Chashuvik is called Kach. Okay, I'm just going to read you a drop more that he has in the Agoya, and then we're going to talk. So he says in the Haggah, on the bottom, number 552, he says, Harben Nefilot Sheyesh Hayom B'Yeshivot, We're hearing now from a mashkiach, who knows? This is a mashkiach, he deals with Bochum and Avrechi. So he says, <clears throat> many of the reasons why people are falling today in yeshiva, because they are lacking the simcha and avoidus Hashem. Right? They don't have the proper value for what they do. Good. And he says, it brings a whole riot to what he's saying. What's the riot? The riot is from the Pashas Hamas Oninim. It says, The 
They cried out to Hashem and they said, who's going to feed us meat? Pirish Rashi. Did they not have meat? They're looking to get out of everything. That's a whole shmuz in itself. Rabbi Rucham explains that. I'm not going into it now. But they were basically coming up with fake tainas just to get out of the avoida. Really, they had taiva. Bosa, they had taiva for bosa. Mishpocha is arayis. Omnam akasa taveva. Oim a yam ki maastem as Hashem. Hashem bekirbechem. So it seems like that the Aver was really taiva. But the Torah says, no, the Aver is not taiva. The Aver is because you are mo'es. You were disgusted in Hashem being amongst you. Did they actually moyas in Hashem? Meaning, you can have a person who is not interested in serving Hashem, or you can have a person who is very interested in serving Hashem, just as Taiva got the best of him. So it seems like that's the case. Really, they like to serve Hashem. But the Taiva got the best of them, and yet Hashem is saying, no. You know what the shortest of your sin is? Ma'aslam as Hashem. Okay? So he's trying to figure that out. And then he says, that the Postuk says, in the middle of all these stories over here, what happened in the Midbar, it says, Vahibin Tzoha Ha'aron. Pirish Rashi. Why the Torah stick in this Postuk? In order to make a break between Pronius and Prionius. Moisev HaRamban. HaRamban explains that we don't want to have a Chazoka. If you're going to have three Puraniyot right next to each other, then they're going to have a Chazoka. So in order to break the Chazoka, we put in the Posik, Vahib and Tzayar. So he has a very Poshta Kasha. Chazoka only is if all three have the same reason behind the sin. Then it creates a pattern. Right? Chazoka has to be that they're always the same Siba. If each cause is a totally different cause, then it's not a chazaka. Okay? You'll learn that when you learn Hilchas Chazakas. So he's saying, I don't understand. Each one was a totally different thing. The first one was Vayisu Mahar Hashem. They ran away from the house, the mountain of Hashem. Like a Tino Kabirechum The second one was Taiva. So what's the connection? You can't build a chazaka unless there's a connection. So Zok It says like this. Shavayisu Mahar Hashem, who sibal the the Vayisu Mahar Hashem, the fact that they ran away from the Arsinai was the cause to the Taiva. Kiim Haita Haaracha Lahar Hashem, if they would have a true value, what does it mean to be by Har Hashem? And they wouldn't have been like a child running away from school. Then the Yetzirah wouldn't have an ability to get them to go after Taiva. So the whole Taiva was a result of the Vayisu Hashem. You got it? So now we understand why Hashem says the, the, the Shoresh, the root and the common denominator between all the Shatoyim was Ma'astem as Hashem, Ma'astem et Hashem, Hashem Bechem. Lamadnu mikan punchline. Lamadnu mikan. Hashem. 
Moinas Harbe Nefilas Vekishloinas. The Simcha Navoidas Hashem holds back and protects from many Yeridas. Omeidach and on the other side of the coin, Choyser HaSimcha Goyrim Lekolze. So basically what he's saying is, besides for Avas Hashem being a massive mitzvah and avoiding in itself, but Simcha and Avoidus Hashem is what holds up the Avoidus Hashem and lets it be protected from Nefilah. A very similar word I saw in the altar from Kelm. Like the altar from Kelm says the, poor, the point is that a person has to have all his Avoidus Hashem and his Milas Avoidus Hashem have to last. They have to be able to endure. They have to be able to go through Nisyoinus. Right? We know that emet means something that doesn't ever break. That's emes. Tikoin la'ad. Can't be momentarily. If you have a mila that's only momentarily, then the mila is not truly enrooted in yourself. Right? So what's the... The driving force, what's the kohanefesh that helps people push through under all circumstances? So in the altar's terms, he's talking about this post He says, when you have a cheshik to do something, when you have a ratzon to do something, if you have a taiva to do something, then you don't let anything get in your way. You push through all the obstacles, you figure it out. You don't let, if you want something, you really want something, then you go for it very strongly. So he's basically saying that in a person, in a human being, there's a koyach anefesh called taiva. Cheshek. Rotsen. There's such a koyach anefesh in a human being. If you activate it, for avoidus Hashem, then it will be the driving force. If you do Yahweh Hashem just because you're obligated to do it, or you do it more in a dry fashion, it'll work until the Nisoyim comes. But if you do it with a rotten and a cheshek and a desire, or in his terms, besimcha, with happiness, sense of fulfillment, you know, you put all those kaychas and nefesh into it. So first of all, It'll have the attribute that, that you want it. You want it badly, so therefore it'll help you overcome challenges. Secondly, you'll have less of a probability to have a type for something else because you're using your kachas al in a positive way. So therefore you're more protected. That's his, his point here. Okay? But I'm gonna bring it out a little bit deeper using a point from the Mechtemelio. Okay? There's a new sefer that came out. It's called Machsheves Elio. It's new vaden and stuff from Rabbi Elio Eliezer Desla. And he says a beautiful nakuda there, very deep. So let's try to learn it up a little bit, okay? It says like this. He starts talking about the Kohan Nefesh. Sometimes when you hear things in different terms, you, you, you dahar it deeper. You can talk about something besimcha, you can talk about taiva, cheshek, rotzen, you know, we have different things. So he's going to talk about a koyach nefesh, which are built into every human being has these koyach nefesh, 
and we call them optimism and pessimist. Okay? So, pessimism and optimism, you know? So now we can relate a little bit. Let's try to hear what he's saying. Okay? He says, Mishu, optimist, if a person's an optimist, he never sees the negative side of what could happen. He's focusing only on reasons to do what, why he's doing what he's doing, and he sees that it's going to be successful. He's totally confident in success to the point that he doesn't even notice the obstacle in the way. Okay? Now, a full-blown optimist is in, is in a dangerous situation because he's not prepared to deal with the obstacles in the way. He doesn't even recognize in his mind that they're even there. Then he goes off and he says sometimes it comes from Gaiva. I'm not going to go, optimism is a whole sugya. Throws in a line, Yeshu Mizgaya. He believes in himself so much. He deserves it in such a natural way. Spontaneously, the Hatzloch of the Matora and Echsefes. Constantly fails. Because he doesn't see anything but what he wants to see. So full-blown um, optimism is a dangerous thing. Because he has to prepare himself and to know and to understand that there's always obstacles in the way. And there's challenges, and he has to have plan A and plan B. Got it? Then on the other side of the spectrum, you have a full-blown pessimist. Okay? A pessimist never believes that there's any hope. He only focuses on the negativity. He's a very negative person, and he always sees the problems in such a vivid, clear, creative way. That it, that it makes him afraid to do anything. Now again, he throws in a line here, which is a whole again itself, that understanding pessimist personality. But he says, it's possible that being a pessimist comes from atzlus. And this is a, ter, a terutz. He uses this, all these things as it activates within him a negativity, which is a very deep Sugya, everything over here is amkis, about amkis. Where we think laziness is just a personality or a state of being, but it's actually tied to your brains. So you have to justify your laziness. So it activates within the brain a certain negativity, which becomes a pessimist attitude. Bottom line, a full-blown pessimist will never do anything. Right? We have to know that both koiches hanefesh, the optimistic koiches hanefesh, and the pessimistic koiches hanefesh are both in you for the purpose of avoider and to be used with the proper balance. Okay? That is a very interesting idea here. Because he's developing this idea and telling you that this is really yiraschet and avas Hashem. Okay? Watch how he works. Milas tchunas ha pessimism, he toive be inyan shal yiraschet. Kasher adam choshesh ve choshed be atzmo, u bochenet maasav, he dekhetev. 
Right? So he's very Zohir. He's Zahirus Yisayra B'maysav. Margish HaShemechasev B'maysav. Boichenu Boidek HaSaroya. Ro'a. The bed. Mechol Mokom Shu Tome Venelam. He looks deep into his, his, into his motivations, right? He's using a pessimism to find the flaws and the negativity and the possibilities of being attacked by the Yetzer and to protect himself, right? So Yiras Chet is using a Koyach HaNefesh called pessimist. Mi'idach Yisa. Mailas Trunas optimism. If he would only have Yerashet, he would never do anything. He would never do anything. Right? So he has to have hope and belief and realize that he can achieve. So you see how optimist and pessimist which would normally seem to be exterior and a contradiction to each other, in Avodas Hashem, and poelim yachdav, yachad b'shutfus u'b'harmonia. You got it? So he says, I'm going to explain a little bit tief for a second, let me just bring it out what he says. Ka'asher ha'adam choshesh u'metyarem yitzro hara. So he's using pessimism to worry about his yitzro hara. Right? And now he built a certain confidence in the, the, that he could depend on Hashem to help him. So as he's working on his midas and fighting his yetzer, at the same time he knows that he will win. Because he has optimism. In what? In the power of Avodah Hashem. In the power of Siyat HaDashmaya. So that's a big optimistic thing going on over there. Right? He basically explains that it's not shy to have betochen without Avas Hashem. Because Avas Hashem is Neveya, is a very deep point. Avas Hashem is Neveya from the fact that you're very optimistic about Hashem's commitment to you, and that you can rely on Him, and you will be Matzleach. But at the same time, your Koyach of Pessimist comes in to show you how hard you have to work. You see how it is? A very deep point. A person has to be almost the Yegeya. He has to make a lot of work because the Yetzirah is very strong. And with his pessimistic view, he's able to see all the flaws in him and the weaknesses and how he's vulnerable to the Yetzirah and how much he has to work. But at the same time, he's holding on to the Avas Hashem that Hashem is investing in him and believes in him and will be there for him. And he will come through at the end. And he's b'yitech ba'ashem that will have siyat l'shmaya. You understand? Chafima sh'oil m'tokh t'vareinu yiras Hashem makabila l'pessimism ve'avas Hashem makabila l'optimism Right? So he says, each one by themselves is dangerous. You have one without the other ones, it's dangerous. Right? Pessimist is dangerous because you won't do anything. 
Optimism is dangerous because you won't learn from your mistakes. So therefore you have to have both, right? That's, that's the story that he's trying to develop. So basically we're saying like this. We said that simcha, okay? Simcha, or rotsen, or cheshek, or desire helps you overcome challenges. Usually when a person has a desire for something, what it is is that he, he only sees the reason to do it. And it gives him such confidence. He's not afraid to go for it. Because he's being very, very optimistic because he has a desire. Follow? But that type of cheshek, without any pessimist part of it, will never succeed. So if a person in the world has a healthy balance between optimism and pessimism, that means that he sees the challenges that stand before him and his cheshek, what he wants. But he wants it so badly, so he comes up with strategies to deal with the challenges. Not that he goes head first, straight, boom, until he hits a brick wall. Those type of people never succeed. Right? So we're saying is, in Avodah Hashem, you have to use Yira and Ava together. So if you only use Yira, so you'll never believe that you can succeed 100%. And therefore, your Taiva and your Simcha and your cheshek and rotzen will be used for gashmis. But if you're able to put them together, that's when you uh, reach uh, perfection. So bottom line is like this. What's coming out is like this. On a regular Sunday, where there's no nisyonis and everything is going good, it's easy to serve Hashem. The purpose of Avodah Hashem is that we have to become Avde Hashem. Avde Hashem means under all circumstances. Under all circumstances means that there's tests and there's obstacles and there's work that needs to be done and it has to be using the tools of Avas Hashem and Yiris Hashem. If a person doesn't have the tools of Avas Hashem and Yiris Hashem, he can never be successful in Avodah. The point of Avodah, of true Avodah, which we're going to talk about truth tomorrow hopefully, a little bit better, a little bit more understanding, but a true servant of Hashem is a person who's able to endure every situation. Svat has to endure every single situation. That's a true Evid Hashem. Okay? We have to stop here for now. But tomorrow, Belinda, we'll go on to it.